Hey everybody, welcome to Fear Not. Thanks for joining us this week. You're with Bruce. And you're with Ken. Good to see you, Bruce. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Yeah? Doing great. Do we ever want to acknowledge the fact that we've got a golden doodle in the room while we record these? Or if they're a, hard, a long-time listener, they've heard him. <laughs> his collar shake a couple times. <laughs> true, dude. Yep. A little bit of a distraction yep. or moving in the kennel, but right. he's such a good dog. Yeah, keeps us going, man. Yeah. Keeps us focused. <laughs> keeps us focused. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So does the coffee. Yeah, I had about six cups this morning. Jeez, dude, you got off to yeah. a rocking start. Yeah, well, I, was, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start some Bible study with a friend before we do yeah. these podcasts because it's first thing in the morning. Yeah. don't want my podcast to be the first thing I do in the sure. morning. Sure. So I started going out with breakfast with a friend, and yeah. I mean, the server was a little too attentive with my coffee cup. <laughs> and uh, she's, they were Johnny on yeah, the spot. She's talking off. <laughs> By like the fourth or fifth cup, I'm just like, she's like, more coffee? I'm like, no, no like my <laughs> fingers are shaking. Like, <laughs> thanks though. When I came walking in, it's just a side bonus for the listeners. I came walking into the church today, and my first thought was, we've got a vagrant, like, just in the, on the floor in the lobby of the church. I'm like, oh no, there's somebody that needs help. You know what's going on? My start getting concerned. I look over, and it's Bruce stretching his back out on the floor. So I'm like, Bruce, what are you doing? <laughs> So impressive now that I hear you've been caffeine buzzing. Yeah. You're able to do that, buddy. Yeah. Doing was, good. <laughs> these floors are hard, man. There's there's no cushion under these carpets. <laughs> there's not, buddy. There is not. No, this is a warehouse with carpet. That's funny. <laughs> well, uh, for anybody who listened last week, um, and we're going to do a little bit of a continuance off last week. If you didn't listen to last week, go back and listen to hear about our conversation about selfishness and selflessness and how do we manage that. How do we manage uh, making sure that we're taking care of others before ourselves, but yet not letting ourselves drop um, and and making sure we have our needs met. Um, And then today, going off of that, I wanted to focus more on now that we have been putting our focus towards others the Mm -hmm. way Jesus would do, Mm -hmm. um, we got our focus in the right place in that aspect. But how do we keep our focus now that we're, we're... tuned in with our our partners or our our fellow christians how do we continue to stay tuned in with god so now how do we point all directions towards him so instead of me versus someone else like selfishness and selflessness it's now how do we cut the selfishness from ourselves and point it towards christ okay um like one example i see a lot is uh like for example a church body right like Like I've been part of a church where the pastor uh, fell through, right? Like something happened and it was a big ordeal and it was kind of scary. Yeah. Um, but they had to find a new pastor. Yeah. They actually did a really good job of recovering, filling the spot until they found a new one. Good. And they, they did a wonderful job. Good. I joined while they were in that transition. I never met the pastor oh, before. Wow. So I came in as like, okay, as it was in recovery, right? right. As like okay. this traumatic thing just happened. Like you can look it up on the news, what happened. Wow. Um, wow. But they did a really good job of not letting that destroy the church or not letting the body fall. Um, and, and leaders really stepped up to to fill the sermon space and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but how do we make sure we do that in every church? Like, how, are we, how do we make sure we're not coming to church and then dependent on the people that are there? Yeah, that is, that's a, a great and timely question. Because I've actually just recently been, you know, reading some articles, watched some videos on... Uh, um, the tendency we have to make the most important thing about us, namely our relationship with Christ, uh, dependent on other people. 
you know, and, and here's the deal. I mean, there, there's profound amounts of scripture that say that, that good relationships point us to Christ, uh, that being in community is, is absolutely essential. And you see that illustrated in the world around us, this whole isolation thing. It's bad for the soul, right? Like, even if you're not a real people person, you're just like, it's bad for you to only be, you know, with yourself for long periods of time. So uh, the benefits of relationship are huge. But then there's a uh, spiritual dependency that can develop there um, that's not good if your relationship with Jesus has something to do with or has only to do with your pastor or your small group leader or just, you know, a brother or sister. Uh, and if they were to fall or, like you said, be removed, then your relationship with Jesus immediately crashes and burns. Yeah. You know, and that's not a good thing. And I understand there's there's a certain there's an element of our psychology that we we're gravitate towards certain personalities and we're entertained by them. And we, I mean, I've got a handful of them in my life, men that have, never met me and I've never met them, but they're, they've fed me so much of their teaching and their passion and, you know, all these things. Um, I understand the, the draw, but I think any good pastor would want to develop his church in a way that uh, if they were to leave, let's say God calls them somewhere else, that the church might be disappointed, but they keep going in their relationship with the Lord. You know, I heard another pastor say it this way. He talked about, you know, the... Um, the central focus on, you know, one person at the top. Um, he said, it's kind of like if you're um, driving down the road and let's say, you know, your, your family's in the car and you get into a car accident and daddy dies, then all of a sudden the family just disbands. You know, that's not, that's not how it works. Yeah. Like you have to be uh, able to stand on your own two feet enough, yeah. you know, and that's, I'm glad to hear that that church did that. Yeah. You know, where they, they, they cultivated that enough where the people were able to keep going. Oh, yeah. The way they kind of turned it, they focused it towards, like, prayer and meaningful prayer, right? Like, mm-hmm. we need to pray for a new position, um, for someone to fill this position. And they sought out, they brought someone in from Chicago. We were in Memphis at the time, okay. right? So yeah. they sought out someone, and they, they had a decision. It was a very uh, thought-out process on Good. who they were bringing in, and he ended up being great for the church. Awesome. They're wonderful. Uh, he's a wonderful preacher. Mm-hmm. I had a great story. Um, but as far as going back to like going off of what you just said, like when, when you're building a church or when you're leading a church, do you find yourself trying to build characteristics within your body to develop, uh, and stick with them so that they can like, what what would you say? Uh, act in a certain way outside of here that help them Mm. stay godly and focused on God. Yeah. Like equip them. Yeah. Equipping them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's their scriptural mandate. You know, and the word for that, religiously speaking, is discipleship. You know, we, we're, um, we're called to make disciples. And if you look at what the Bible says, like, for instance, one of the, the pillars that we uh, have said is, is core to our um, DNA as a church would be to implement the fivefold ministry, these different gifts, you know, evangelists, apostles, pastors, preachers, teachers, that, that these things need to be in effect so that the body is benefited by all of them. You know, so you, you want to raise those people up and get them to stand on their own two feet, you know, and uh, be able to keep feeding themselves. So for me, you know, one of the core things around here is scripture. It needs to be. Uh, I, what I'm trying to do when I preach, you know, we're walking through the book of Romans still, you know, that I, I, wanted, I want to um, 
convey the desperate and beautiful hunger for the word that I feel. This this draw, this allure to be in scripture and to hear God through these sacred texts and develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit through this. You know, so that that's kind of my emphasis. At least if you should take the Sunday morning product. My Sunday morning product, the Sunday morning product around here is to introduce people to the Lord in, in passionate and beautiful, authentic worship and then teach them scripture so that they can stand on their own two feet. It's it's an encounter and a uh, an ingesting of what God is saying through his word and then also through his Holy Spirit. So that's kind of my focus is to that I want you to be hungry, so hungry for Jesus that it would be extremely disappointing if I were to fall, okay? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's not going to happen. I'll tell you that right now, but hey, it's happened to other people. Mm-hmm. And if you have a hunger for Jesus and your relationship with him is fed by me but independent of me to a degree, then you keep going. You know, yeah. you, you keep, because your your relationship that's important is Jesus, not Ken. Okay, so this happens a lot in this church because you're a likable preacher. I think a lot of it has to do with your uh, your ability to relate it to nowadays world okay, yeah. context. Sure. You're a very relatable guy, and you understand the world for what it is. Uh, I'm not saying a lot of preachers don't, but the authentic- authenticity is hard to find. Sure. So like, I'll invite someone who's not necessarily a, a, a big churchgoer. It's not yeah. exciting to them, and they walk out of here like, wow. Sure. That was that was intense. Like I really liked that. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely coming back. Like the Ken guy, he's he's got something going. Sure. Um, what for for people that are in your body like me that just invited someone um, to church? What advice would you give them to kind of continue to, dis- to to disciple those people you invited to help uh-huh. them? Like yes, like gravitate towards that because it's bringing you in, but not become dependent on it. Like what what mm. advice can you give them to the Make sure that person doesn't depend on that. Okay, let's get like, this is kind of a 30,000 foot view, but it's it's true. The best thing that you can give them is testimony. Your testimony, your example. Um, because when you, when God puts you into somebody's life to influence them toward him, um, you become an important person to them, you know? Uh, so in that respect and in that circumstance, you, you're, you're kind of the mediator between you know, higher level Christian influencers like, a, you know, a, a church leadership team. You're the person that they're looking at that through, right? You're kind of their filter. Um, stay in their lives and make it not obnoxiously, but all about Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? And Bruce, you're fantastic at that. You're, you're fantastic at, we talked about this last week, steering the, the conversation to, to him, you know, he is your foundation. He's, and that's the right. best thing you can do. And, and feed them uh, other, you know, man, I, I got a handful of people in my life right now that I, I always give them the same podcasts. You know, I'm like, you're going to love this podcast. You know, you're going to love this this teacher, or this this pastor, whatever right. it is. You know, give them books if they're readers. Uh, but the biggest thing you can do is show them, and I'll, I'll use your word, an authentic relationship with Jesus. That, what I mean by authentic is that you are, in love with him in good times and bad times. You know, it's not phony. That's a religious thing that we do a lot is pretend that, hey, when you come to Jesus, everything's mm. awesome. Just because you then, lift your hands and say, yeah, praise the Lord, doesn't exactly. make everything's all. Exactly. And then, I mean, you're put in that position of somebody admiring you. You know, so the, the I know you don't struggle with this, but a lot of people do, right? The tendency is to then pretend, like, man, I do have it all together. 
You know, I am walking on water, right? And that inevitably crashes because you're going to have a bad day. You're going to have a, you know, mini crisis of faith or whatever it is. And give them authenticity and show them that Jesus is enough, not just for blessing, but for the days he's walking you through the valley. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, sometimes you see, especially with the social media Christianity, I mean, it's good because we need to figure out a way to evangelize through social media. Yeah. It's got to happen. But, <laughs> excuse me, I'm breathing funny in Utah air. <laughs> so what I've noticed in, in, lately, uh, I, I stayed off of Instagram for a while, but now that I got back on it, I'm just liking a bunch of Jesus and Christian stuff. Okay. So just so my thread's just full of it. Yeah. So I don't yeah. get sick of it. Uh, but I see some Christianity stuff, like someone being very giving, like they're giving money out of it and stuff like that, giving people money because they were being honorable or gave him money first, like kind of like huh. social experiences. Okay. Okay. But I found this one guy that stops and prays for people afterwards, like a couple of his clips, like he, he's like, and they, she let me pray for him. I was like, hmm. there, that, that yeah. was the difference. Huh. That was the difference maker at the end. Like, yes, he gave him the money. He did all this. He got the views and all that. But at the end, he stopped and he prayed. Yeah. And, yeah. and that puts the focus towards Jesus. Right. And I was like, that is really interesting. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Um, so I think that or that that that's very important to always point towards Jesus uh-huh. and kind of everything. It's more of one of those things where it's like he's in a position where he's making money from his social media following. Okay. But it's not. Some Christians are like, oh, now I'm. God's blessed me with this. Now I can do this for someone, right? But it's not what what you can do for him. It's what he's done for you. Yeah, and and yeah. therefore that's why you do things Absolutely. for others, right? Absolutely, yeah. And, and I think so, uh, if we can keep that focus on yeah. it's what he did for me, uh-huh. therefore this is what I do for him. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like we can make a bigger impact. Yeah. And I saw that out of that kid, and I was like, man, I, I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that appeals to me, too. Like, I can see where it clearly, you know, pulls you in because you're, you're kind of that guy already. It's a good encouragement to keep going in that direction. But I see this um, – I don't know. You might disagree with me on this. I feel like any time I've asked to pray for somebody, I've never been turned down. Like, even yeah. if they're hostile, even if they don't like me, right? It's just, hey, can I pray for you, you know, and do it like then – like yeah. there, stand in front of them. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be weird. You don't have to be like slain in the spirit or speaking in tongues in Walmart or anything like that, you know, but just invite the Holy Spirit into the moment and pray over them. Uh, I, it, it's not that these people don't exist that would refuse prayer because clearly they, they, do. they do. But nine out of 10, man, I would say to be like, okay. I'd say more on nine out of 10. I mean, I, one out of 10 will make it awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, it's something I could do better too. Sure. This is something I right. walk away from where I'm like, dang. Yeah. Yeah. find myself praying alone which isn't was just as powerful yeah, yeah. but uh like inviting them into inviting them into the situation together yeah i feel like it's such a good icebreaker to jesus yeah where people are so thrown off right. especially here in right. utah yeah and people are like wait you stop pray right yeah. now what yeah <laughs> i got a, a mini story i'll go through real fast and this sound familiar to you because you know this guy pretty well months ago years ago now had uh, somebody knock on my door selling uh, solar panels, right? <laughs> and these two kids are out there. And, and so we start the conversation about, yeah, what do you do? Yada, yada. You know, comes out, I'm a pastor. And one kid goes, man, I, that's so weird. Earlier today, uh, I had this lady, Christian lady. Uh, I told her my back was hurting, and she asked to pray for me right then and there. And that, like, cultivated the atmosphere in both of their hearts yeah. to have a deeper spiritual conversation with me. 
And I have no idea who this lady is. I have no mm-hmm. idea what, the, what sister she is to us. One of your but neighbors. Like, one of the neighbors, yeah, <laughs> in the neighborhood somewhere. Like some, you know, Christian was like, hey, let's pray for you. You know, and then I got to develop meaningful relationships with people out of that cultivation. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I, so I love the reminder, dude. That's, that's cool. It's so true. Like, to just stop and pray. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, I could do it better myself. Yeah. I don't really... I could be the guy that I, I wish I, I need to more be the guy that's like, who wants to pray? Be like, me. <laughs> but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, eight seconds of silence goes by and nobody's volunteered <laughs> yet. It's like, all right, I'll pray. Right. Like, right. Like, raise my, even though it's awkward, raise my hand. <laughs> all right, fine. I'll, I'll, go. I'll go for it. Yeah. <laughs> There's just some people that are just blessed with such prayer. Like, yeah. they, their prayer, their prayer, like, words just yeah. come out and they're just so glorious it's like where did that come yeah. from yeah like sometimes their prayer yeah. their prayer dialect is better than any conversational dialect yeah. oh yeah dude I've, I've met those people yeah. like they're almost socially awkward until they start talking to the almighty and then like boom narrators. <laughs> like whoa yeah what's happening here? but well that goes back to the testimony you yeah. know like like we're looking at these people going oh this is clearly a gift and encouraging and and uh, motivating for me but we need to be that for others. Like if the question you're asking is, you know, how do we keep people focused on him more than themselves or even other people? Yeah. Be that guy yourself, you know, yeah. like, like influence, influence. And you do, you know, I, I just think we all would be better served by focusing on, you know, how well we do that every day. Yeah. yeah. Amen. I mean, pointing towards him in everything we do is, is, I mean, it, it gets easier as the more you do it. I mean, I'm turning yeah. my I'm turning my fish. How difficult this saltwater fish thing I picked up into like a god thing, right? Like God made this ecosystem. I'm trying to just keep it alive in a fish tank, right? It's awesome. <laughs> it just goes to show the complexity that God right. put into His so work. True. So and true. Like, I'm trying to get this together in a four by four aqua tank. Like, man, it's difficult, but I'm doing it for God. Show that I can do it. Uh, it's the most expensive addiction. I've oh, ever dude, had, that's man. yeah, that's a, that's a pricey one, right? I haven't there, told bro. you about my new tank yet, huh? No, I haven't heard about that. Yeah, I'm $1,400 in. I don't even have water in it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it but, gets done, man, it's going to be yeah. worth every penny. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Well, it's just like it's like it's God's creation. It's yeah. some place sought out destinations in this yeah. in this world. That yeah. If you don't scuba dive, you'll never see. Right. You only see on TV. But you, right. you if you have the discipline. Yeah. To learn about it. Yeah. You can yeah. have it in your living room. You'll recreate this little bubble of it. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful, man. I'm trying, but That's cool. It's... Al, you'll get there, buddy. I got faith in you. <laughs> you're you're going to pull it off. <laughs> but pointing it towards him, right? Like, yeah. that's his creation. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm just trying to get it together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think, but... you know, I'm going to keep circling back to it. But that is that is the beautiful thing about uh, walking next to somebody in testimony is if you live that life, if you live that life that's legitimately excited about your Lord, which I believe is always possible. Even on really, really hard days. I've seen people around here even recently walk through tragedies and they're in love with Jesus. Yeah. And they exude that testimony. You know, we we as believers live with him first. And then other people look at that and go like, ooh, that that does look attractive. Yeah. So I guess here this leads into another question I was kind of talking to my friend about over coffee this morning. Where we were talking about kind of addiction things, okay. um, where people say they talk, they identify as like a, an alcoholic, or yeah. or I understand you need to understand who, like your 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 sufferings or whatnot, but yeah. it's not how Christ sees you. So identifying yourself as that only keeps you kind of in that loop. Yeah, in yeah. our mindset, that's kind of the way it is. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Some people definitely have, they like 
they identify as it yeah. to uh, become self-aware. <laughs> but the way I look at it, it's very similar to a testimony, right? Yeah. Like that's that's not my, me. Right. That's my testimony. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the I'm not that person anymore. I'm a new person. I yeah. got Jesus in me. Like every day's new. Yeah. But where I came from, what yeah. experience I have, right? What I've done, right? That's where that's the testimony, not your identity. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think if we could gear more towards our mistakes and our sins and our negative nature and not our identify ourselves as that and more identify that as our testimony yeah and where we've been redeemed from that right we can move more mountains right absolutely man uh, i think that's it's that's a that's a heavy balance to strike there that there's a lot of thoughts of phenomenally intelligent people on both sides of that spectrum yeah you know uh for me i i kind of line up with you on that i've also never been an alcoholic or you know, a real drug addict, things like that. But I know a lot of people find it useful to identify as, hey, I am this, even though I've been fighting it successfully for 32 years. Yeah. You know, uh, but scripturally, I think that there is a call. Like, for instance, the first three chapters of Romans is basically you're a sinner, you're a sinner, you're a sinner. You're broken, you're broken, you're broken. You need, yeah. you need, you need. Which made, you know, those three months that we took walking through those three chapters around here a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, but then it goes somewhere. You know, yeah. then it goes to, oh, but look how glorious he is. And now in him, I'm more than I ever thought I could be. And and in my weaknesses, he shows himself strong. Yeah. In my broken places, he uses that and, you know, propels me into a different identity. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a good qualification or a quantification to bring up. Oh, I think that's another thing that's like so... Creating identities will get you stuck in identities, right? The moment you identify it as the moment, it's just a lot harder to move away from whatever sure. the case may be, whether sure. it's an alcoholic, homosexuality, yeah. Yeah. transgender, whatever the case may yeah. be. Yeah. Um, if you know my past or my testimony, I can speak towards the homosexuality thing yeah. more than most people wouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things where if you stop identifying as it if you really right. want to overcome it yeah stop identifying it as it because yeah. that's not what god identifies you as right he sees you as right. his child his yeah. son yeah right as his creation a new beginning a new yeah. a new every day is a new beginning for right. you you're not, you're not stuck in that right yeah. like it's not that's not a a, a a title that he gave you right and it's not Absolutely. a title that he gave you like don't stick on it you know yeah so. i completely agree with that dude and i think that again goes back to the beautiful power of the testimony you know, for people in this world to be so um, damaged by identities that they have embraced, mm-hmm. you know, and then to be able to look at somebody, and there's a handful of these people in my life that, you know, even in that particular realm, homosexuality, mm-hmm. would say, you know, there's a guy I was speaking to recently, he's like, I lived that life for over 30 years, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with Jesus and recognized he's better than anything I desire. Yeah. You know, and that hope that that breeds. For people struggling with that or any other thing, it does not have to be your identity. Yeah, you know, it's we've got these fractures in us. Every single one of us do. Some of them are worse or better in the eyes of culture, religious mm-hmm. culture especially. But they're all just brokenness. Mm-hmm. And then God speaks healing to brokenness. Yeah, and trades the ashes of your life for His beauty. It's glorious, man. Yeah, I think if 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 society was just to re re identify, no pun intended, <laughs> right. the word identity. Yeah, we yeah. wouldn't throw so much into it yes. you know there's identity is such a simple thing it's yeah. not 
it's not a broad spectrum like we're making it and like yeah. it's yeah. actually very simple and very, very simple. small it's very simple. um and, and it shouldn't be steered outside of that yeah. Yeah. i mean there's definitely like personalities and other yeah. characteristics and stuff like that but that doesn't change your identity right so. right yeah i'm now a new creation yeah you know like that's that's our identity right there right on. jesus calls me his thanks that's to it. again to finish it up like thanks to him Exactly. Him, 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 him. All him. All him. It's all, him. Yeah, it's all Jesus. That's it, buddy. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Man, if we, if we need to just sit and stop and thank Jesus and let him into our hearts right now, or maybe you haven't thought, thanked him for where you're at. If you're still breathing, yep. you could thank Jesus. Um, so no matter how difficult the times are in right now, um, try to stop and and say thank you for, for being with you still because he's, he's right there with you. And if you, you haven't opened that door to your heart yet to him, well, he's standing at your life and he's knocking and he's he wants in. So it's as simple as asking him in. Jesus, I'm opening the door, welcoming you into my heart. Will you please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me through whatever it is that you're you're going through and whatever difficulties you may have. It may not be easy. It's not an instant change, but I'm willing to take a step forward and I want to do it with you. I say these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, brother. Getting a little better at that. Well done. Thanks well for, done. Thanks for joining us, guys. Something I want to start throwing out is uh, my email because I would like some feedback. I would like something that you may want us to talk about. So my email is Bruce, B-R-U-C-E-P, at M-B-C-A-O-G dot org. Again, that's Bruce P., at mbcaog org. Give me some feedback or something you want to hear. We'd love to talk about it. You guys have a wonderful day. God bless. Ooh, so you have seen this all before.